G'day and welcome to another Green and Gold Rugby podcast brought to you by Stripe.com.au. Uh, if you need a handheld cradle for your iPhone in your car, go there, put in Green and Gold Rugby as your kind of uh, discount word and you will get a discount. It's called the safe word, isn't it? The safe word, I do, yeah. That's what I like using. Um, and as you've heard, joining me is uh, Mr. Tim's mate. How are you? Uh, living the dream, mate. Living the dream. Yeah. Off, yeah. The, off your deathbed. Off my deathbed, back up in, uh, in amongst the living. Got a new bike to get, get back for. Oh, so, uh, you got something to live for. Yeah, that's it. Uh, mm. yeah, the kids and stuff weren't, kids, wife and all that sort of stuff weren't doing it for me anymore. So I got a new bike, ready to go. <laughs> no Lycra though. Uh-huh. I, haven't, I haven't committed to the Lycra. Well, as much as I know our listeners want to have a think about you wearing your Lycra, um, <laughs> I've got, we'll leave them with that mental image. Um, well, we've, well, been, we've got something else to talk about, someone well, else to talk to. Well, yeah, I've been promising a, what I would call a jaw-dropping interview for a while now, and uh, we finally got it together. Uh, Sunday afternoon, he's just finished oh, a training jaw-dropping session. jaw-dropping interview. I thought you said a jaw-dropping view. That's why I was talking about me and Lycra. But <laughs> we... We, we digress. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, jaw-dropping interview. He's fresh from uh, training with the Wallabies, uh, and uh, let's get him on now. Yeah, right there, right there. Joining us now is uh, Ewan McKenzie, coach of the Wallabies. Mate, um, congratulations on the job. Um, I know you'd been looking forward to it for a long time. I just hadn't seen you since. No, well, I've been, uh, you know, I've been busy, busy getting through different uh, different jobs in rugby, but uh, this is a fantastic challenge when uh, you, know, you think about these things uh, from a distance. Uh, it always seems, probably looks easy from the outside, but uh, inevitably it's a bit more complicated. And uh, yeah, we've got challenges at the moment, but that's, uh, yeah, that's 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 what you've got to work through. That's the job to sort that out. So uh, we're well entrenched in doing that. So I'm enjoying the challenge. And mate, coming into the organisation and, and picking up this group of players, have there been any surprises? No, I think a bunch of surprises. Um, you know, I've worked for the ARU as an assistant coach for the Wallaby through ten years ago. So um, a couple of places left. Um, you know, lots different about rugby now. And uh, inherited uh, coming at the time I did, I was sorry into the season. So you pretty much inherited a lot of the planning. A lot of the things are already booked in. Things like hotels and. And yeah, you know, we made some adjustments around that, but you pretty much inherited some circumstances around how you know the week structured mm-hmm. uh, because there's commercial commitments and things that run off the back of that. So you've pretty much got to work in, and, and obviously there's a bunch of staff in place. So um, you know we didn't have time to sort of change everything and just focus on a couple of areas that are obvious uh, staff, holes in the staff and group that needed to be filled straight away. So we focused on that and then uh, got up and running. So we, as we're going along, we're making. Uh, Subtle changes and amendments uh, in line with what I think is important. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the, at the same time, you're trying to win games, and none of those games have been easy. You know, we're playing top sides in the world, so it's been hard, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, in the last week, for instance, we had a distraction, an unnecessary distraction. So, you know, every week's been different. And, mate, I guess that's the, one of the surprises for the guys looking from the outside in is, you know, we know these players can hold their own at super level. 
um, and you know we're just not doing that at an international level. You know, wh- why is that? Mm. Well, I think you've got to. Uh, I'm not a guy that sits here and um, offers up uh, lots of excuses. Really, that's the challenge. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, we've got uh, a raft of players who have opted to go offshore. So there's a bunch of those guys, you know, and and then there's a bunch of guys who have never been injured. So uh, and that's been increasing that list. But yeah, you know, I don't I don't sit there and. I don't ever really talk about it. Um, they're just circumstances on, on my control. And some of those guys we have seen to be fixed and we could have kept playing those guys injured, I guess. Um, but at some point in time, they're going to get fixed. You know, as World Cup a couple of years away, you need to get them fixed so they can play at 100%. No point playing players at 80% all the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've made some decisions about getting a lot of the guys like Kirtley and um, and then Jesse Mould and some of these guys sorted out because they've been carrying injuries for some time and that's debilitated them. Uh, and they're not able to play the best footy as a result. So some of that tidy up work's going on and uh, we'll get the benefit of that um, down the track. But uh, right here and now you've got a bunch of guys who are pretty keen. We've had I don't know, half a dozen, six or seven guys on debut in, in the last four games. Um, you know, that's... Uh, uh, and we've still got new guys coming into the squad as, as, as it is now with the replacements for injuries and, uh, and obviously uh, suspension of James O'Connor. So, so those guys are coming in. So what, what you've got at the moment is you've got I don't know, seven or eight guys in the squad of you know, the 23 are probably playing on somewhere between, you know, when I started, two games, or between zero and three games test experience. Mm-hmm. That's probably extending out four games to, to seven. But you're not, you're not massively experienced players at this level. So... That doesn't mean they can't play at this level. It's just that they're not, uh, they're not experienced. They're all, you know, they don't know why have the solutions just yet, but they're learning. Yeah. yeah so, so that sounds like the uh, the old girls going in for a bit of a service, but you're chucking on a bit bit of new bling. Is it is it right to class it as a rebuilding phase? Or oh, I don't like that terminology. I think I think you're always always working and regenerating what's going on. I think that's um, it's just the nature of the business. I don't think you can just take a couple of years to uh, to start it all over. I just think you've got to be making decisions. The thing that I like at the moment is, despite the fact that we haven't been winning, we've been working with him, we've had some injuries and different things going on, we've been working with him, the 39 guys that we chose at the start. Um, so we've been able to uh, indoctrinate them, I guess, in the first week, and then we've been able to dig into that, that little uh, bucket and, and use those guys and brought a few more in for this trip. So I feel good about that, that we're not actually jumping around and actually getting way outside that group. You know, I think there's a core of guys there which we think of are the best guys, um, how we use them on the field, and you know, we're still working out the balance, we're working out what the trends in the game are. There's a lot more, uh, a lot more kicking in the game at the moment that's working. You, know, you look go through the stats and you'll see that um, you know, the, the, the top sides are kicking on, the all-backs are kicking more than anyone. So, um, you know, uh, um, you've got to be relevant uh, as much as we'd like to be throwing the ball around. We've spent the first three tests and we... we we ran the ball more, we had more metres, more, we had more line breaks, we had more breaking tackles, we did a lot of things. We also had more turnovers, you know, and, um, and we paid a price for that. So uh, we played a lot of footy, but um, didn't get over the trial line and then, you know, turned the ball over and they were able to play off those mistakes. So you've got to get that balance right. That doesn't mean we don't have an objective. Um, we always have the objective to play rugby. Um, but you've got to fine tune and make sure that you're, um, you're with where the game is at the moment. Plus, the other thing is we're getting you know, Northern Hemisphere referees, so it's a little bit different to Super Rugby. Um, they, they interpret things differently, and we've got that really interesting thing been the change in the scrum, the scrum laws. That's really, um, you know, created a lot of penalties and a lot of um, yeah, penalties and free kicks out of an area of the game where 
given the backs that we've got, we'd like to be able from that area. And in fact, it's just been turning and turning into bent arms and penalties. And uh, so we're not actually getting up opportunity to play backs on backs. And yep. that's not just specific class. If you watch the Springboks versus Elba last week, I mean, first five scrums in and the ball didn't come out. It just went straight to penalty. So, you know, that's a frustrating aspect of the game at the moment because in the end, we'll have back line against another back line one-on-one. You know, we've got some good guys, some beating guys one-on-one. So, mm-hmm. we're really getting to that point. So, we're missing, missing an opportunity there at the moment. So, we're working hard to try and find a way through that as every team is. So, mate, just in terms, I think you touched on a few things there, but in terms of Wallaby's patterns of play, um, what sort of changes are you guys trying to make at, at the moment? What things are you What things are you working on that, that should be different from what the Wallabies were trying to do before? Um, well, I think at the moment, you know, where you play the game, essentially it's going to be in the, in the opposition half. So that's just a function of what's what's working in world rugby at the moment. From our perspective, the, I guess the difference is that we're the mindset is we want to play, but we're going to play, we play more off, it's different to most teams, we play a lot more off, we can play off 12, as a, as a, it's like a second 5-8 principle. Yep. So we've got 9-10 as playmakers, well we're actually playing off Leofano as well. And we started that and that's been successful, that's been there from the first game. Yep. So that's been able to play with greater width. And now playing that in and having that as a as a part of the base game is, is a challenge because the extra playmaker, you can do things wider out and get outside the classical, you know, everyone organised their defence, the first three off the ruck, it's all pretty well structured now, people train for that environment, it's pretty, uh, pretty consistent across the teams. So if you can get them play and play, get a playmaker on the edge of that, everyone puts the third defender in front of the, uh, the playmaker, well, if you can get another playmaker, that stretches the defence. So we've able to drop into that quite quickly we're quite pleased with the progress we made there albeit not showing up in terms of uh, getting us over the trial run but certainly in the width and uh, the criteria to generate um, yeah, that, the danger in that is obviously you get width and you get you get, can get lateral and we did against the Springboks in the third test mm. we're not playing more laterally than going forward so you don't get a balance but the capacity to play off of score the second 5-8 is um it's challenging, but you know, I think that's the skill level and the space we can actually um, we can play in, and it's something that Australian rugby can do. So that is a bit different to what other teams are doing at the moment. And is that a is there something that's kind of sparked you to think that that's an opportunity? Is it is it the sort of the umbrella defence that the Springboks and other people are using that's made you think that that's a, a way to yeah, go? Yeah, I think a lot of people shooters. Yeah, a lot of teams send shooters up outside, so the ability to play around that and just give the defence a different scenario. If you understand how teams train for defence, mm-hmm. we've got to try and present unique scenarios. It's a unique attack that stresses the traditional ways that teams defend. So um, and there are different ways, but we feel that we've got through the different playmaker options, we've got the ability to be able to play around different defence systems uh, much easier. Mm-hmm. And um, plus it's an investment in skill. You know, it's actually saying, well, we've got skill, we've got skillful players. And I think, you know, in the past... It's been a stronger focus, and you know, having a 12 that's been pretty industrious in terms of getting getting the team across the dance line, and then playing from that. Um, by having a playmaker at 10 and 12, it does allow you to invest more in first phase attack too, trying to make break line. We did that quite well in the first uh, first couple of games. We actually made more line breaks on first phase than anyone else had done. You know, so um, it's just at the moment while we've got that, and that's actually progressed. As I said, the uh, the field position aspect of the games become prevalent now a lot of teams are just not playing any footy in their own half so mm-hmm. you got to understand why that is so we're trying to get a balance between all of that uh, but the intention to play and hopefully the, 
the game as it trends along. Um, we always practice for a higher skill game. It means that we can always play up at that level when we want to mm-hmm. or need to or prefer, preferably like to. Um, but also means you can you can play it a little bit simpler if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not a bad what place to be in. It's easy to you can play a very simple game and it's very hard to upskill uh, in short short space of time. If you practice to the higher end, um, you can always um, make it a bit simpler if you need to. So I think that, that allows us the flexibility to play different teams in different circumstances um, mm-hmm. and still invest in the skill, which I think is a an attribute of Australian rugby. And so just staying on that for a moment, though, what sort of trends and where do you feel the kind of the Wallabies are, though, more around, you know, the ruck um, and, the, and, the, and the tackle contest, both in attack and defence? Um, you know, so I guess I'm talking more about the forwards here. What sort of trends are going on there and how do you think we're, we're coping with those? No, everyone's, everyone's approaching that area differently. Mm. Um, if you actually watch closely, you'll see that some... Um, and teams like the All Blacks are picking and choosing their moments when to contest. Mm. So you can't just you can't just run around and just pile into the ruck, um, assuming the opposition is going to be in there. The All Blacks are very good at actually choosing on there. They might not contest at all. Yeah. But four guys in a ruck or three guys in a ruck, and they've got one or none, uh, the tackler and no one else. Then automatically they've got a defensive. There's numerically defensive, they've got numbers on you. So as you run the ball more, all you're doing is running into more defenders. Mm. So you're putting yourself at risk. So you've got to be aware of uh, how teams are playing. The string blocks are, um, you know, they're obviously quite physical and good, good at getting in there. We've, um, you know, our, balance, our back row balance is a little bit different at the moment. We've obviously been playing uh, Fardy in there, who's who, you know, dominated the game statistically against the Argentines at the breakdown, you know, and steals and, and simple breakdown presence, and that's his specialty. Um, you know, Hooper's been providing a little bit more of the X factor, I guess, that was probably attributed to the Australian back rows, and then and Mullen's obviously a, a contester as well. So we've got you know, a couple of the best contesters in the country at the moment. You need to have that physical presence, but um, um, you know, the balance of the back row is different. If you had, if you got Bocock, Parler, and Higginbotham, it's a different balance again. So mm-hmm. those guys aren't available. So um, um, so you're adapting around what you what you've got. We think we've got the best guys for the physical contest we can muster as a man. Um, and, uh, you know, with McCarman and some of these guys, they're very good in those areas as well. So it's a, it's a balance. You don't want to just get into some sort of attritional game because that doesn't really play to our strengths. That doesn't mean we can't indulge in that area. But um, in the end, we want to be able to play with the ball as well. So, yeah, it's getting all that balance. Right. The breakdown's been important all year. Mm. It doesn't matter what competition you're playing in. The breakdown's really important. So uh, we invest more time in that. We invest on that virtually every training session in terms of what we're doing to make sure we're getting the, uh, the attention to detail. Okay, mate. Um, one of the things we had a look at the other day was that um, in, in terms of giving away points, the middle 20 of the second half just statistically is kind of like the Wallabies disaster zone this year. Is there, I mean, is there, is there anything behind that? Um, and what do you put that down to? Yeah, I think, look, it's not a uh, radio I didn't notice it because I certainly noticed because I was talking about the team meeting this morning. So we're actually uh, discussing that very aspect. Um, yeah, there's been a there's been a bit of a hole there, and now some of that, if you look, think about it laterally, you can say, okay, well, what do you, you know, we're, we're bringing on, we're starting pretty low capped players, and so you're bringing on uncapped players off the bench sometimes, you know. So and that'll probably continue at the moment. So we're not bringing guys with massive experience, although we have adjusted we have adjusted the squad. At the moment, by bringing the Ben Robinson types in, that gives you more experience about introducing the game. So, 
In other words, everyone knows that I've had this idea of starting and finishing the game. Well, you want a strong finish. You can't have a weak finish. And there's been a, there's been gaps there where we just uh, uh, if you take the um, if you take the Springbok game that we've played, you know we were 19-12 down on 60 minute mark. And I think Leofano went through the A zone and dropped the ball. Had he, had he scored at that point, he came 19 all with 20 to go. Mm. As it was, we dropped the ball, they get out of there, they end up scoring the next two tries, and then suddenly you get an embarrassing scoreboard. So um, that's how close it can be. We've had a couple of moments like that, you know, where uh, and that's some of that's experience. Some of it's just uh, you know, option taking under pressure, um, but that's a that's something we are looking at specifically because it sounds there's been a bit of a trend there, and we need to we need to arrest that. So uh, we need to be very conscious about that part of the game and what we do, and indeed what we do around that bench and, and the contribution the types of players coming in and whether we put them on or what time we put them on. All that's all that's in in play in terms of uh, uh, amending where we're at because it's you know, there's a there's a trend there which is undesirable. Is is it how much of that is got to do with uh, you know the betting in of new structures and stuff like that, or is it is it just simply a, a fitness type issue as well? Because sometimes it looks like we're we're not quite as conditioned as well conditioned. I don't know if there's some historical issue there or just a, a long part of the season, but uh, no, support players no, no, just aren't where it, they. Oh, I think that's more new structures. I don't think there's anything with fitness. I've um, back the fitness levels of the guys. You know, and you know, look at the. Yeah, there are guys carrying injuries. They're always carrying a couple of injuries at this time of year. That's just inevitable. But um, in terms of you know, fitness, I don't, uh, there's no issue there. It's about guys making the right decisions under pressure. So that, some of that is uh, is actually um, getting to know where we're trying to go. I mean, you just, you know, we're in a, a different point so in time. So betting in the, the structure? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of subtle changes. and Lots of them. And so it's what you do instinctively under pressure, how you react. You gotta remember, you know, most of the guys here have played under one regime. They've been six years under one regime, so they've done certain things in certain language and then sort of changed all of that. And that's just not front of mind, you know, straight away. Plus they're coming from different different provincial philosophies as well, so you've got a couple of things in play, you know. So um, um we didn't have as long a lead in. At the time he's playing in the final, there's less leading time, um, you know, and trying to merge in different philosophies there. So there's two or three aspects to that that um yeah, you know, I feel we're starting to get some traction now around the guys just being in this environment and, and playing in this environment because it's you know it's they're, they're a it's a wild environment. Prior to this, we're still in that trying to mesh it all together and and learn stuff. So we've changed, particularly in attack, we've changed a lot of things in attack and just in calling and things like that. It's all changed. It's been the same for five or six years now. It's all different. So how they react to that under pressure and the falls and all that sort of things are. Um, are different and um, it sounds simple that you're just going to pick it up overnight well you don't because you've got your provincial calls as well so you've got to be able to get through all that and make sure it's logical and uh, and it's just how they react under pressure and um, we've made too many turnovers which haven't helped us you know so we've tidied that up we tidied that up in the wet last week we had 15 turnovers in the game well that was you know 20-30% down on the previous game you know and we're playing in the dry so um, we're starting to handle, handle that side a little bit better Mate, um, you, you mentioned at the beginning, at the top, you know, coming into the structures that are already there. Um, have you got any ideas of where you might want to add to, you know, coaching or support staff yet? Um, well, I'm not, a, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure we'll be adding. Um, you know, I don't think we need to grow. There's enough good people around. It's a matter of working out what the best mix is. You know, but I don't know that we have to grow everything all the time. I don't think, uh, you know, I, I think as a team. 
you know, we've got the same number of people as a super team does, and probably less, so I don't know we have to have more staff just mm-hmm. because we're the national team. I think we've got to have the right type of people covering the right type of areas, and there's certainly some uh, capacity for us to um, work closely with the provinces and borough, and we've been doing that in the last period of time. We've been sharing resources where we can, particularly in the medical side of things, so um, there's opportunities there to be uh, to rationalise as opposed to just add add more people. You know, we, we play a, a six-month window, um, so the other six months, you know, so, so there's opportunity to be able to be more uh, smart about how we use people uh, rather than just add people. I don't think that's, uh, you know, more is not better as far as I'm concerned. I want to ask about uh, something close to my heart, the scrums. It's uh, It's been pretty pretty rough on us uh, for the last little while. Is that, a, is that a cultural thing that we need to look at, like uh, the scrum academy that gets talked about from time to time, or is it... Uh, just the technique under the new laws and it'll come together. Yeah, the new laws are causing headaches everywhere. So, you know, as much as we look at them from our perspective, you know, go and watch the New Zealand South Africa game and you know, you watch the New Zealand front row just get peeled backwards on the first scrum while it's, you know, just turned over backwards, flipped over backwards. So, I you know, don't think that people aren't <coughs> battling to try and come to grips with it. Mm. A lot of the penalties yep. last week, you know, that we had, you know, three of the penalties last week were just bail on scrum pudding, the scrum pudding, the ball going into the scrum. Nothing to do with the scrum itself, just the ball going in. So there's a lot of penalties and free mm. kicks are coming out of just that sector. Forget about the scrum itself. So, yeah, you're seeing scrums buckle and bend in every game. It doesn't matter if it's ITM Cup. Uh, even in ITM, ITM Cup, they're already starting to modify the referee's call because people are frustrated with the the way that's transpiring. So there's frustration in a lot of areas, and you know, that's across the competition. And in Europe, they're the same. A lot of talk about the scrum already in the European competition. So, you know, we're no different than everyone else. We're battling to find the, the right way to go in the environment where, you know, it's just it's just a rise. And everyone's trying to make the best of it from a coaching perspective. So, we're constantly, we've worked very hard on the scrum. It's disappointing you don't see that, you know, the outcome of that. There's been a lot of effort and thought put into it. Um, but it's just not consistent at the moment. But it's not consistent for anyone at the moment. So, yeah. mate, uh, just slightly different, the James O'Connor saga, has that been overblown in the press? Um, well, I think that the uh, William have overblown, um, you know, despite the fact that it's got a lot of coverage. Mm. It's disappointing from a rugby perspective, no doubt about that. I mean, I've spent the first part of my tenure to make sure that we got away from um, from that sort of stuff being in the press and we actually talk about rugby now. We're talking about rugby, albeit not, not as winning, but at least we're talking about rugby. And rugby matters, you know. Um, uh, technical parts of the game, that's the, that's been the newspaper at the moment for the last seven or eight weeks. Suddenly we've got punched back into off-field discipline, which is not helping the game at all in terms of um, the marketplace or or how we want the team to be perceived. You know, we want the game generation to be inspired by the players, not be, not be, um, be the opposite. So... Um, yeah, but, you know, these things in Australian sports tend to get a lot of coverage, and uh, and it did. You know, people obviously were investigating hard and putting a lot of time and effort into getting the facts and, and obviously reporting about it, so it got a lot of coverage. Mm. Um, but uh, overblown, well, it's, you know, it's an important aspect. You know, team culture, how players behave is an important part of what we do, so um, it's certainly not overblown in terms of uh, an issue that needs to be dealt with, dealt with and we've done that. So um, we've done that from the perspective anyway, so... Uh, uh, we move on. We want to talk about rugby, not not about off field. Yeah, good call. Well, let's do that. Um, one last thing from me is, uh, yeah, obviously the the tour, the first sort of big tour for the team. Good chance to get everyone together in a you know on the road. Uh, what what positions in particular are you looking forward to 
you know, seen tested against the, you know, I guess the Africans first up, but the Argentinians as well? Well, we know that they're very difficult. Both teams are very difficult to play you know, in their own backyards. Um, you know, the Springboks, where you know, we created opportunities against them but didn't nail them. I don't feel we got near our game plan against them last time, so I feel, feel like it's a bit of unfinished business there. So um, you've got to deal with their physicality. You've got to deal with their, the, um, the things you know are going to come at you in the game. They've got a good maul. They've got their kicking game and obviously a great goal kicker. And So they play the game very differently there. The percentages in their game are a bit different to everyone else's, so they rely a lot more on structured play. So, um, yeah, it's a question whether you can take them, knock them out of the rhythm a bit and start to challenge them in different ways. So we didn't get there. We were too lateral last time we played them, so we need to um, think about how we go about that. But we we dealt with their more better than the other teams did. Um, yeah. you know, they scored four more tries in the first test against Argentina and um, even against New Zealand. So... They got away from us early in the game, but apart from that, we handled it. So, um, you know, there are aspects of the game. You've got to, you've got to, when you're going into the exam, you've got to be able to handle that. So we're looking forward to the contest there. No one will give us a chance. So um, that's not a bad environment for us at the moment. So uh, if we can get a get an outcome there, well, everyone will sit up and take notice. Well, listen, mate, I know that um, you've been flat out, and uh, we were just saying when we were just chatting to you beforehand that um, I think you're almost even nodding off on the bus these days. Is there any place you can get some sleep? Uh, not almost, I did. Uh, coming back from training, you've got to sleep when you can. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look, it's a, it's a challenge because it's mentally challenging because you, you're really trying to work out outcomes everywhere. I mean, the, you know, the, the game's financially challenged a bit at the moment. There's a lot of things going on in rugby, not just the team. So, yeah. um, you know, the team's probably the, the shot point for the game. We're trying, to make, uh, we're trying to make changes on just about every level of the game at the moment. So it's hard work trying to mesh all that together and get getting the outcome. You can't just work in isolation. I can't function in isolation. I've got my, the impact of the world is on rugby as a whole is, is well known, but it works both ways. You know, the rest of the game feeds into the wallabies too. So we've got to be uh, working on many levels. So that's mentally challenging, but that's where we're at the moment. So that's, you know, and you put your hand up to do the job, you just gonna, that's the circumstance you take on. So I'm, I'm not, not uh, shying away from it, but as a result of that, you grab whatever sleep you can. So uh, sleeping on the bus is just... Uh, well, mate, in, in that in, in that context, I really appreciate thirty minutes of what could have been sleep time for you. So, <laughs> think, thanks for uh, thanks for your time, right. mate. Good to talk to you. No worries, guys. Good talking to you. Speak thanks, Lee. Right. See you, mate. Right there, right there. Great. Well. Fantastic to talk to the good man. Yeah. So top things that kind of came through from there. I thought the section there where we talked about how they're playing off twelve is uh, it was really interesting, didn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, Leo Lefano is getting a pretty bad rap, I think, from from what I'm reading on the the, the forums and stuff about uh, being very quiet. But he's clearly playing his part, and they're happy with it. Mm. I was lucky enough to catch up with Jim Mackay a couple of weeks back and, and he mentioned that uh, you know that they were getting close but it's taking some time to bed in those structures so that pretty much echoes exactly what was said there and uh, I think the signs were starting to be seen against Argentina and I for one am looking forward to seeing that continue to develop. Well it's that sort of conversation is great though because I think the problem is you know when you don't see the results and as Link yeah. said you know they're not getting the game plan implemented at the moment um, yep. you kind of you're tempted to say to think well you know there's nothing happening there and it's still play what's in front of you type rubbish yep. um, but you know having those sorts of conversations make you realise well no actually they do know what they're doing they are yeah. looking to get some things into place they're just not doing it at the moment 
and, and it's consistency of message as well. I mean, when he was talking about the the lack of support play or you know the the lack of conditioning, mm. he you know he was straight back onto that then about um, you know it's just trying to get all those little bits and become instinctive under pressure. So mm. yeah, after six years in a particular regime, it's well, it's all changing. So yeah, can't expect it to happen overnight. Yeah, yeah, no, he did kind of uh, slip that one in, which you can understand as well. I think it's the kind of two lines of thought, isn't there, that, you know, the new guy's in there, so everybody should have just switched over. Um, and yep. the other one, which is that, no, actually, they have been doing different things for six years um, when they play as Wallabies, and so it does take some unlearning, uh, which, yeah. I, which I think they're, they're obviously doing at the moment. Um, some interesting things, I mean, Link's always a great man for the you know, following the trends in the game and reacting to them. So hearing him talk about the refereeing, it was really interesting, I thought, um, and the amount of um, territory they need to play because exactly the stats he was talking about, you look at each of those games that we've lost this year, um, especially the ones against the um, All Blacks, and, you know, they just played without the ball. Um, Yeah, we've won all the traditional areas that you need to win to win a game. And it's just not working. So, exactly. and that had and still got thumped. And the kicking, tactical kicking, very interesting. Mm. And that obviously, I think, uh, probably says a little bit about who he might be looking at at the, you know, in at nine and ten. Um, if you're thinking about kicking and how important yeah. it is. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you know we we suffered probably very early from, uh, well, I mean, especially Tamua. He looked very uh, overawed, and mm. I think that with a bit more time, he'll settle down and. Uh, the, the the stuff that he's able to do for the Brumbies will start to come forward as well, and mm. we'll start to see a bit of benefit there. So you know, it's I, you know, I'm very much. Uh, I, I, I've got to be honest. I think we talked about it off air that I was a bit, um, you know, a bit to me at the moment, and it's a bit tough to keep taking these losses. But it's, I think for me that that little chat there is refreshed a bit. I, you know, I'm a bit more confident, and you know, yeah, glasses well, glasses half full all of a sudden. Yeah, well, you know, when he was saying there that you know actually you want to practice the tough things so that you can you know do the simple things you know revert to the simple things if you need to kind of realizing that they are trying to get to a higher level and they're trying those things that are harder to do which maybe aren't coming off right now but that you know there is a plan that they're working towards i think is a really important uh, really important one um so mate the one bit he touched on um the site i think actually there's probably Every second article and uh, on our site, and um, probably even more so on comments at the end of last week, was around James O'Connor. Um, yes. Oh, uh, Jock, mate. What, what's your what's take? The, on what's it? the forum calling him now? Home brand O'Connor. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, mate. I don't know. I, I think I said. Um, I think I said back a few shows ago when you know it may have been around the Hungry Jacks fiasco and the the inability of him to get a contract that Mm. you know as Adam Hill says don't be a dick um and you know he's paying the he's paying the piper now basically it's Mm. you can't uh you can't be all that all the time and not give anything back so yeah no, it's a toughie. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I actually think in terms of performance on field, he'd been one of our better players, actually, um, yep. the last few weeks. So that is going to be hard to leave out. You know, he's one of those guys who can beat men and, um, you know, make an impact. Strong in contact. and Exactly. And he kind of, in his defense, had got better from the beginning of the season where I think he was just trying to do too much. Um, yep. So, I mean, that is a toughie. It's just one of those things where... If it was somebody else, I don't know. Not that he ever would, and for some reason these never guys never do. But you know, like a Scott Fardy. If that, you know, I mean, would 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 we say, you know, 
you know that you know drop him from the from the team if someone well, you know had made a mistake like that. Well, hang on, made a mistake like what? We're, we're not talking about one thing, really. Well, that's the thing, though, isn't we're it? We're talking it's about good. a systemic yeah. fuck up yeah. every single sec. You know, every test series, mm. he's out there saying he's learned his lesson. Yeah. Well, bollocks that. You, you, let's, you know, you, you show us you've learned your lesson, and mm. then you can come back. Yeah. No. I don't think it should go, you know, you, yeah, okay, you've said you've learnt your lesson, come back until you show us that you haven't. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally is. Once a test series, he's fucking up. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's pretty sad. So it somehow needs to stop. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be, geez, the f- we've been talking about it for weeks now, haven't we? But, you know, it's going to be a funny old corner he's going to find himself in. Um, mm. like if the force who very easily could say no now, I mean, geez, what happens then? Who knows? That's going to be... Well, there's a good enough reason to have cold feet, isn't there? Mm, no, indeed. Um, already, mate, anything else that we need to cover off, I don't think? Um, the one thing I was going to mention, did you see our competition we did with the uh, the 100 schooners? Yeah, 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 I was going to enter that. I was going to enter for the Mudchooks, but in true Mudchooks fashion, I got drunk and didn't put the entry in, so <laughs> um, I'm going to have to let that one go. Did you uh, see the best entry was by a guy who, um, I think he's, he was playing for the under-17s team in the eastern suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> if, I don't know if you haven't read that. Go and have a read. It's is absolutely hilarious. It was, if only it was, cle- if it wasn't clearly marked underage, <laughs> we would have liked to have done something because it was one of the best entries I'd seen to a competition anywhere. Um, well, they they stumped up the three three kegs. Yeah, yeah, three different teams. Yeah, damn, they're good, eh? They make good beer. Yeah. Good blokes. Yeah. And look at that. And actually, all the blokes involved, they're all rugby supporters. So yeah, that's 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 why they're helping us out. Um, uh, well, you know, helping each other out with the sponsorship. Um, like now, the uh, that's about it for this week, I think. I mean, hopefully everybody's happy with having the national coach on the podcast. I mean... Yeah, is, I, it, is it worth touching on Ben Robinson being back? Is that going to help us? I don't know. There was a lot of talk about yeah. him not being there, so he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, the, the he's, he's at least won something out of the shoot shield final loss. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, reselection... Uh, what do you think about that? Albert Anna's come back from New Zealand, left a bit early out of his ITM Cup stint, so he's at least match fit. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I guess the thing is, I tend to think they'll shove Robbo in, and scrummaging-wise, he'll definitely help, I would think. Um, he did pretty damn well against the British and Irish Lions. It just still leaves you with the tight head question, doesn't it? Um, because, you know, you're still looking at Ben Alexander or... Um, you know, Kepu, I guess, unless they're well, going to, unless he's going to switch um, Slipper back. Yeah, that, I reckon that that's probably a possibility. Slipper did all right for him at mm. the Reds. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way he goes. Uh, sadly, uh, him or Blades, he can't get out there. They've both got World Cups to their name, so yeah. Well, both I mean, tight heads. Yeah, I mean, I think um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I guess the publicly quoted reason why was just about I think was around Robbo's work rate um, yep. the one that actually somebody mentioned to me who's actually pretty well connected was that also it was actually in the paper now that I remember it um, that when Link when yeah so it must have been true um, yeah. when Link uh, left New South Wales remember something had happened with his French contract da, 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 da. he wanted to come back and the, and the club ended up saying well the Tars ended up saying no thanks Right. And I remember reading something that it was a, some senior players were involved in that. 
Right. Um, Hang on. Uh, this is almost getting to the point where I'm just going to go and get my tinfoil hat. Yeah. <laughs> put, it, put it on, mate. Um, so, yeah, and um, you know, Ben Robinson would have been a senior player at that time. Well, I, I don't know. So put two and two together and get six. There you go. Yeah, we, we can do that. The other thing that I'll say is that there is actually history of Link mm. benching Ben Robinson yeah, yeah. to improve his work rate. Mm. Uh, I mean, he did it at the Tars. I, I remember clearly he was, you know, coming along well and Link benched him and he was cranky about it. And then he came out when he finally got his chance back, he had a blinder. So let's hopefully, uh, you know, we're going to see a bit more of that. Maybe mm. he's just uh, trying an old an old routine that works. Yeah. But actually, now we're talking about it, I tell you, the other thing that's kind of got me going, just I'm g- going a bit tangential here at the moment. That's all right, mate. Is the... Um, there's a few quotes that go around which are just shitting me to tears. Um, right. One of them is, how good is the ITM Cup? Um, which, yes, it is good, and I have found myself watching it because there is no other rugby to watch in Australia at the moment. Um, yes. So, But that's kind of getting under my skin because actually, as I was talking about with some guys just yesterday, um, I watched a bit, you know, being back here in Australia now, I can actually watch Shoot Shield every now and again. And yep. there's some damn good stuff going on there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some of those finals games were absolutely fantastic, as good as the ITM Cup stuff that you watch. So yep. I, I think there's a case of the product is there. We just It just needs um, kind of brushing up and marketing. And, you know, if it was on at Friday night, you know, a, a 5 o'clock game and a 7 o'clock game, you know, at this time of year, you'd be watching it. You yeah, know, absolutely. The, the, and and, and I, I think I had this, a similar epiphany a little while back when we started talking, yeah, third tier and... Uh, you know, if if we if we come, they will build it. Just trying to get mm. some buzzer out there because it's a good product. Yeah. You know, to to use that marketing term, product. But yeah. you know, it, it's good. It's great to get out there on a Saturday afternoon and watch it. But you're right. If you play a Friday night game, a you know a Saturday night game, and you know, don't even have to televise it, but just get people to go out after work and watch the game. Mm. Eventually, the the television will come. And I think the problem we've always had is we want to build an ITM Cup. Tomorrow, yeah. like next season, the ITM Cup will start. Here, get your merchandise. Let's do it. It costs a fortune, and it never ends up working because there's too many competing interests. Mm. What we've got to do is we've got we've got something there. Get down there and support it. The money will flow, and it'll start to build itself up. Mm. Eventually, you'll have your your national competition because that's just the way it'll go. Yeah, I think there's a bit of you know seeding investment that's needed there as well, though. You know, as far as oh no doubt, you know, you know, getting it on telly at times when people want to watch it, you know, that's always going to help, isn't it? Um, yeah, but anyway, so that, there's the ITM uh, Cup one. But the other one I've now got officially got the shits with is um, you can't blame or you can't have a critique on any black backline Australian player because you know be, be behind a beaten pack. Um, yeah. you know that that's really starting to get on my wick now. Um, As an Australian rugby fan, mm. I spent years and years watching Australian backlines destroy other countries behind beaten packs. Yeah. Exactly. I won't take. I, I will take that just as easily as I'll take. You, you know, New Zealand's number one in the world, and they deserve to be there, so we can't beat them. Yeah, exactly. Bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. You can critique them. They should be better. They should be better. Mm, exactly. Yeah, you know, it'll and, come. And it got me to the, you know, and you know, so we got to that bit where, you know, should Will Genia be, you know, should he be benched? And the media went into a frenzy. It was one of those times when I, you know, I think. The green and gold rugby audience so often gets things right. Now, you look at our ranking each each week of yep. the, of the team, and I think you, you look down and they go, "Yeah, bang on. That's you know, um, you know, got it right." And I think one of those things that we had that vote of should it be bench. I think it was ninety percent said yes. 
yep. um, versus you know the press that was sort of going on about it. Um, I, yeah, I, I I like Will as a player. I think he's a oh, fantastic yeah, player. Yeah. Um, I also can recognise the fact that the guy's not performing at the same level as he was. So I don't think when you've got someone as good as Nick White in the backup, you mm. shouldn't be using that. Mm. No, exactly. Like it's just ridiculous. We we've. Yeah, we've got all these positions where we're crying for depth. Here we have a position with depth. Let's freaking use it. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. Let, let's not have you know one guy with ninety caps and another guy that's with six. Mm. Let's have a guy, you know, two guys with you know fifty caps. I don't even know if that mathematics works there, mm. but damn it, that'll work. Uh, fifty caps, and you know they're 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 both equally as good, and we can throw any in and and. They've got different games, so yeah. let's use them for their strengths. Yeah, and then the, and then the the same thing was going with the Cooper thing, which was, you know, you can't critique his game because until we he's behind a pack that's going forward the whole time, then only then can you you know can you have a look and it's like well hang on, you know any half any ten should be able to play behind a pack that's going forward. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so you know. I, I did. It. You've got to be able to look at him in that way, and I'm got to say there, I'm of, I'm of the mind that you know, really, since his big injury, he's not the same player. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Quaid fan, and, I, and yeah. I'll say the same thing. He's um, he's not playing the way he was. Mm. Will he ever get back there? Maybe I don't know, but mm. he's he's definitely working hard, you know, to get there. But it's there's some tentativeness, or there's some mm. uh, I don't know, some second doubt, second thoughts. With the actions, it used to be so instinctive and he'd just do something. Mm. Now there's that split second where he's thinking about what he's going to do. I don't know. Mm. Well, Hopefully you know, he can get it back. But Well, you know me, so I'm no, um, you know, I'm not a Brumbies. Obviously, Tars would be my team. But um, if. So you want Bernard Foley in there? No, no. Well, so going <laughs> back to, you know, last week's chat with Ben Darwin, which I thought mm-hmm. was a fantastic chat. And yep. so much of it made so much sense, right? Yep. Um, is that now you go, well, hang on. You know, um, if White's actually playing better at nine, as a nine um, at the moment, um, and then you've got Leila Fano at 12, and at, we just need him here that there to be our place kicker, if nothing else. Yep. Um, but as it turns out, he's also making some of the best straight runs and, you know, and doing, and obviously playing into a. Um, a, a pattern that Link's looking to put together, playing off mm-hmm. 12, you know, it, it, surely that starts to answer your question who the 10 needs to be now. Um, and I actually think the default, uh, you know, they've got the combo. Um, you know, it's White, Tamua, Leilifano. I think... Yeah, it's very th- Gatlin-esque of you, mate. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm saying, you know, I think actually that becomes the... There's our default. And then, you know, only if when Will's form comes back, which no doubt it will, and then, you know, Quaid starts setting the world on fire, which he hasn't, thought, you know, even for the Reds this year. Um, you know, when those things start to happen, then you go, okay, good, we've got competition. We might have a reason why we need to swap. Um, you know, but for me now, I'm starting to think, well... You know, we either see the same thing that we know, you know, is is going to disappoint, um, which is that red nine ten at the moment, or we go with, uh, you know, the the that Brumbies nine ten twelve, and we know they can play together, um, and then you've got the link up to eight and six as well at the moment. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of combination through an important part, and then and then you know more at hooker. Um, that was the other thing that they were talking about. So I mean, as far as a blueprint for a team, I think I think we are in a bit of a transition there, where you might just say, look. You know the base now needs to change, um, and uh, you know start building off that. And if you're going to do that, you need to invest in it, right? You know mm. you, you can't just keep chopping and changing. So it's an interesting. No wonder he's got his sleepless nights, old Link. Yeah, well, it's uh, 
not not a not a decision I'd uh, want to make. Yeah, There's well, a, quite a lot to think about. Well, I think it's kind of happening, you know. So he's already done it with Will, and I think it's easier. I think that's the harder decision than 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 the Cooper one. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But you know what? I do worry for Old Link because he's a he's a bloody workaholic, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he'd be up all night. Uh, he's he's obviously not on Twitter and Facebook and stuff anymore, and yeah. that that used to be his uh, outlet. So I don't think he's doing anything except working. Yeah, well, he used to. I mean, he, I think he's like a four hours a night type guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I saw him on Rugby HQ about a week ago. Oh Shattered. My, oh, <laughs> oh my God, the, he looked ill. <laughs> so, oh Jesus, if anyone's going to deserve a holiday, if he finally gets one. Man, I hear him. there's some flights to Bali. And get on nice and early. <laughs> <laughs> just don't uh, don't argue about your seat. <laughs> Sit where you're told. Or just don't turn up pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, mate. Look, good. Um, good to talk to you. Uh, actually, in daylight hours, it's it's actually oh, it's Sunday weird. afternoon. So we've been late with the last few podcasts, or even benched. So um, we're going to surprise everybody. We're just we're just getting used to working under a new structure. Yeah, getting this just one out. Getting, yeah, exactly. Well, and, and I know you've been ill, mate. Have you, has you, bronchitis? Yeah, I had bronchitis. Mate. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's coming good, coming there. I'm uh, slowly uh, getting my my breath back as it is. Uh, yeah. I've got, to, I've got to get out there and start uh, moving around a bit more. Mm. It's uh, not. I don't like being bedridden. Oh, you got the new bike. You new treadle. Yep. Yeah. She's, uh, she's a fast one, eh? <laughs> I look forward to yeah. Coming Racing exactly one day. Bring it up, mate. I'll, I'll take it all comers. Sounds good. All right, mate. Good to talk to you. Thanks everybody for downloading, listening, streaming, whatever you're doing. Uh, any questions or comments? Fire them in, you know how to get us. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll see you next time. Seven blocks.